there's a really good story about he was dueling this one guy who was another really great duelist, and he'd heard this is like back when men used to wear um, like high buttoned jackets, like jackets not just like you know two button blazer style, stiff. but like like three or four buttons would yeah. go all the way up to the neck. And he said that the guy would always aim for the second button, which is like kind of like right around your diaphragm, right between your lungs, in the middle of your heart. And so before the the night before the duel, he had his tailor lower, I think lower all of the buttons. Oh, so the second God. button would be like right in the stomach, and basically the guy turned and he just like took the shot in the gut and then capped the dude in the head. Oh. Um, here I am. He is the only president to serve in office with a bullet still lodged in his body. <laughs> really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me, but I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> like a big, uh, painful ass beat. Hoo-wee! It's been a long time. It's been a long time, some sign, uh, the Beatles. Uh, yeah, man. Well, I'm back. I'm back and stronger than ever. Not physically. Physically, uh, I'm. I have, you know, sort of dwindled to uh, just a spindle. Uh, uh, with like, but with hanging skin, like uh, skinny fat, skinny fat. Uh, but that's all right. That's okay. That's not what this. That's just the corporeal. That's not what this world is about. That well, that's what this world is about. But that's not what more fundamental reality is about. Okay, we're gonna get those those brain waves moving, and when we say waves, I mean whatever's being beamed in to my brain as uh, consciousness. Get them reverberating and vibrating at the. Uh, what was it that my cousin said? The something frequency where where it starts to feed back on itself, like a bridge. Every bridge has a. Uh, she's a structural engineer. Every bridge has a something frequency, resonant frequency, I believe. Uh, and then if it starts to vibrate at that frequency, the bridge will just start to go into some crazy uh, shakiness to the point where it destroys itself. I don't want to become that bridge, but I do want to resonate in the frequency of the consciousness that is being being uh, sent out to me, whatever that means. I'm back. I'm here for you to listen to talk. I, my podcast today is with uh, my good friend Andy Bothwell, uh, a.k.a. Astronautilus, uh, a.k.a. Lemon Duval. <laughs> I just made that up. That's good, though. You can take that, Andy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man. This is a talk we had a while ago, okay? So there's going to be, like, a bunch of shit that what we talk about makes no sense to you because this is before Trump won the election. This is before uh, the uh, Standing Rock shit, okay? And by the way, pretty awesome. Uh, the Corps of Engineers just just halted that progress. You know, I wasn't a political person in the past, and I'm sort of starting to become that way or think in that direction, uh, just based on just how just bad shit that seems to be going on, and uh, people trying to to uh, move the uh, the needle more towards some sort of oligarchy fascism kind of shit, right? We don't want that. We don't want that. We want freedom for all. We want love and independence for all and uh, liberty, right? Pursuit of happiness for all, right? Well, yes. So, yeah, anyway, this this conversation was pre all that stuff. So, the, I, I, you know, I think we're like, you know, hypothesizing on who's going to win the election or something, you know? Um, so if we say some shit that sounds ignorant to you now... Just know, this is in the past. This was a couple months ago. Why did? Why hasn't it gone up yet? That's a great question, and I'm sure Andy was wondering that. Uh, 
I haven't spoken to him, I don't believe, since we hung out that day. Um, and he uh, has been touring vigorously. Uh, and, yeah, has a huge tour the last several months. And, and I think they're just winding down or just winded down. Winded, winded, wound down. Um, and why haven't I put it up? Well, I, I, I've been busy. I've been super busy. I have a record uh, that is going to come out, a Y album, in March. So, uh, I was working on that. And, uh, you know, I get pretty wrapped up. I was doing the mixing and then and then uh, working with, you know, three different mastering engineers going back and forth. Uh, and then uh, when that was finally done, working on album art uh, with my friend David so uh, yeah it's been it's been a, it's been a journey uh, but that's that's ready to go now and uh, we are going to be touring a lot next year okay go to why with a question mark.com that's all spelled out since you can't have punctuation marks in URLs uh, that's W-H-Y with a question mark dot com. Um, and th- th- there you can go. You can see all the tour dates we have coming up uh, next year. And you can see, uh, you can pre-order the new Y album, Mihling, uh, which is really hard for me to say. But, I, but you know, I mean, some of you have probably more uh, tongues that might, that might sit on your tongue a little better. Mehling, 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 Mehling. Uh, <clears throat> it's sort of hard, but whatever. It's not my native language. So, uh, yeah, go, you can pre-order that right now. Go do that. Go do that. You're going to love it, guaranteed. There's a ton of, of uh, tour dates for why next year, starting in March. So uh, those are up now. Buy your tickets now because, you know, I don't want people... Uh, you know, Facebooking me uh, on on Twitter, you know, in 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 March or whatever, and being like it's sold out, you know, like what can I do? Well, buy them now. Get go go, go and get holiday tickets. Uh, I mean, get get for Christmas. Buy your loved ones tickets to a show that they might want to see. You know, your loved one is a Y fan. Well, what better? thing to do than buy them tickets to to uh, an experience people are people are purchasing experiences more and more these days as opposed to objects objects decay die experiences live forever in your brain okay you know there's not too much else to say i've done a little bit of traveling uh here and there did a tour with me without you which was awesome love those guys uh as well as the opening band needle points awesome guys, uh, just good people that we did find out on that tour about the election results, which was a bit uh, heart-wrenching, but we all consoled each other about it, okay? But uh, yeah, uh, it's the holidays are approaching. My favorite time of the year, it's no secret uh, to any of you, shouldn't be, about my feeling about the most wonderful time of the year. So, I do enjoy that. I like that spirit of... I've never quite been a part of it. I always feel like I'm, I'm looking in the window of someone else's house at their warm Christmas. And the reason why I feel that way is because it's usually happening. I'm creeping into the window of someone's house in their warm Christmas morn. And, uh, you know, snow is falling. It's beautiful to them out the window. For me, it's freezing cold and there's a frostbite warning. But it looks warm and lovely inside, and it smells like cookies, you know, in, in the oven or whatever, chocolate chip cookies. Uh, to them, outside, you know, it doesn't smell like much because uh, my nose is close to frostbitten. Uh, so, yeah, but that, that's good. Let's, let's get into this conversation with my good friend. Yes. Andy 
Bothwell number three, I believe, right? Yes, we did, did the, the one, one with the bluebird. Blue yes. Yes, and this is three. Holy cow. Uh, how, how's the tour going so far? Good. It's just like really kind of getting started. We're doing all 50 states. Um, so as a result, uh, it'll stay shut. It'll be fine. The door's closed now. We're doing all 50 states. Uh, so there's, um, you know, like a lot of places you don't normally play. So there's a lot of shows that are like not like the most banging shows right, in the world because right. they're not like, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, a markets and B markets, and then there's sure. some some deep dives that you're doing a little bit. So what's the what's the diviest? one that maybe you haven't played yet because you, you're, you're still at the relatively yeah you know. I mean like I'm real curious to see what Delaware is going to be like I'm real curious to see what like Oxford Mississippi is going to be like uh, Oxford Town Oxford Town yeah I know yeah, right Old Miss yeah yeah. Um, yeah those are like some of the ones because that and I think the only four states I had left to play that I've never played were Delaware Wyoming Alaska and Hawaii and Shit, man! I, you've played a lot, then. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm missing like I gotta say a good. Well, I don't know, but yeah, I've never played Delaware. Yeah, we did like I mean, we yeah, we had a lot of dirtbag touring though, so it was right. a lot of like just taking shows wherever you get them. So it ended up, and especially too, because a lot of the states, a lot of people skip or people skip the South a lot. And I'm from the South, so it was a little easier for me to get shows there. And so I came up playing a lot of house shows in like Arkansas. So you've already built up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean I wouldn't to, to whatever extent it's possible to build up. In, yeah, in we will see. Like, I was super hyped because I posted the shows, and then someone from wrote on Twitter just like, "Finally, you're coming to Mississippi!" <laughs> like, we're just like, "Great, good." I mean, that's gonna be Mississippi's gonna be a real dark horse, but it might be right. one of those things too. Like, um, I mean, the first time I played West Virginia was with you guys. Okay, when I toured with Y, that that town the, uh, that was in Charles. Charlestown, Charleston, Charlestown, Charleston. Something. Charles. That might have been the only time I've ever played West Virginia. Yeah, and we're playing, going back, but we're playing a different city in West Virginia, so we'll see what that's like. Uh, yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, it's going to be like sort of a, uh, it's a bit of a marathon, like I think. What gave you the idea to do that? I mean, I know you, you've sort of, you travel a lot. Yeah. Even when you're not touring, you seem to travel. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was some idea that we wanted to do forever, like since we first started touring like because I first started to really see America when I first started touring and I was kind of like fell in love it made me love America way more um, than I would have ever have expected to love America and why then, do you say that what I mean what what sort of thing surprised you like um it made me I mean this is sort of one of the you know um sort of like benefits travel or whatever but like growing up in Jacksonville Florida I just wanted to get out of Florida and as by proxy I just wanted to get out of America uh-huh. like but out without ever actually seeing America I had this this notion of like man fuck this place I'm out of here because I was you in thought it was all like Florida I just didn't, didn't know Florida's the sore thumb of America yeah, yeah I had no <laughs> idea that I was living in the fucking America's dick um I, I guess I just had this notion like I was listening to a lot of British music and European music and like yeah. into theater and I was just like had this like notion of just it being this you know artistic paradise, which is in some ways true and in some ways totally false. Yeah, you know. And then when I started to, like leave and start to see America, and I didn't leave the country. I saw all of America pretty much before I ever left the country. Then I realized like, oh, actually, America is really tight. And uh, there's lots of different. I mean, it's yeah, huge. it's yeah. and that was like I think that's the sort of naive thing that and mistake anyone makes about America is just sort of lumping it into one thing. It's right. not one thing at all. It's a drastically diverse place, and I lived in Texas for a while, and went back to Florida, and then moved to Seattle, and you know the whole time I'd always we'd always sort of daydreamed about doing a tour of all fifty states, um, and just never really had the the wherewithal to do it. Like never right. had the, like the I mean, infrastructure it's, capacity. It's a difficult thing to book, probably. I mean, yeah, we didn't you have. Told, any... You told your guy like, yeah. uh, what was he? What, what did he say about that? He was, we went through like. He, the booking agent. Yeah, the booking agent. He knocked it out. He went through like four different incarnations on it, just being like, okay, we're going to do it in two parts. And I was like, great, two parts. And then it was just like, the logistics came back, and then it took him um, almost like a, probably almost like a half a year before everything was booked solid. Okay. Like six months of working on it. Like some stuff was just like done in two weeks, and then it was just like, I 
still can't find anything for Alaska. Like, I still can't find anything for Wyoming. I still can't find anything for Delaware. But eventually it all came together. How does he... I wonder how he searched, like, you know... Man, he was digging. And, like... And it's just one of those things, too, that, like, it's sort of the crossroads of, like, me having a guy that can do... Finally having, like, the a big enough fan base and a big enough draw that we can sort of, like, push into a place like Alaska and be like, come on. Yeah. You know? And... But also, it's just like I don't. I'm just now maybe. A, it's right where I have still probably still have the energy for it, just barely. I yeah. think maybe in like a year or two, like I wouldn't have the energy for that. Right. Yeah, and so I got some sort of that crossroads of having the means to do it and still somehow magically having the energy to do it too. Hopefully, we'll see. I'm only. Oh, well, you'll get there. Yeah, it'd be fine. You're tenacious. You're yeah. young yet. <laughs> yeah, it should be fine. I mean, it's a, it's a good group. That we're rolling with, and yeah, um, it's really it's rather really nice. So there's like not a lot. Of, you get, I get a day off every week or something like that. Which is Good. Nice. Yeah. Will everybody do the fl- the flights, the Alaskas, the the Hawaii's of the world? Figuring out logistics of it, it seems l- most likely that everyone will get to go to everything. Yeah, that's a funny thing too. Is the tour so long? That's still like that's December. So like like Jesus. Yeah, that's December. So we go all the way. We're, we're in uh, the end of September now. Yeah, yeah. So the and tour you started what in mid September or early? Really? First week of September, yeah. and it goes to mid November. We yeah. break for Thanksgiving. We do forty-seven states. That's very American. Before, see? yeah, take a little breather for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then we do Alaska and Hawaii. Okay, and then come back to Minneapolis and end at first half in Minneapolis in December. I hope you're taking a little time in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Good. So, yeah, we're going to go to Alaska for a few days and then go to Hawaii and, like, depending on, like, logistics or whatever, I'm trying to spend at least uh, at least a week there, yeah. maybe more, and yeah. kind of bounce around and do some island hopping and stuff like that. Like, yes. I really want to see um, volcanoes. Like, I'm really yeah. super hyped on the idea of seeing volcanoes. I, I've never been to Hawaii. I, I really want to go. Yeah, and I like the... Yeah, the beaches are like beaches would be cool. Like that'd be neat or whatever. But you grew up. Yeah, I grew up at a beach, and I mean, they're beautiful. And it's not the same Florida beaches, not Hawaii beaches would be beautiful. But like the the rainforests and volcanoes and like lava flows, like that's like I'm yeah. so hype on that. Yeah, like that'd be really cool. I'm bummed to be going to Alaska in December. Like that's it's kind of a brutal. It's gonna be dark. It's a brutal. It's gonna be dark. It's gonna be dark. But I think that figuratively might be able to see um, the Northern Lights, which is, like, oh. which would be awesome. I mean, these that. are like, that, that's the thing. Go to play extreme places like, like that. Like, well, yeah, Hawaii included is yeah. like, you're really seeing almost like the mechanicals of the planet Earth, like the geo, yeah. geothermal, whatever. And yeah. then, in, yeah, in Alaska, if you're seeing the Northern Lights, you're really, you're seeing the magnetic, you know, you're like, seeing the, the wires, you're seeing the whole system exactly, work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. no, totally. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super hyped on that. That's gonna be really cool. That's like, yeah, I was just starting to look at flights and like kind of crunch numbers on it, and that got yeah. me like officially excited. And then just like kind of stopped and just started looking at Airbnbs and just right. being like, well, where can I go? I mean, yeah. that's the yeah the, the 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 end is kind of the payoff, huh? It's like absolutely you know, something yeah. different. Really yeah, different. totally. I mean, it's it's yeah, and it's sort of like all of this kind of building to that. Yeah, and it, one of those things too that it's like check the box. We'll never do this again. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's, it's too much. But you can say, but you say you have done it. You I know? can say and, you, and you have not only say, but you have the memories. You have the you yeah, know, totally all that stuff. That's good. And yeah. are you doing Europe at all this time? Or, or you yeah, we'll go. We'll go in January, February, and okay. we'll do Europe, and then um, working out. Hopefully, to go back to Russia again, and hopefully, to go back to Dubai again as well, too. Which would be awesome. You get around, man. You do. Yeah. I mean, I'll play. Anywhere, if the if the if I don't lose money, yeah, I'll, if I can get like for stuff like that, like yeah, Dubai, come yeah, on. yeah, absolutely, yeah, it'd be our second time going, and it was so much fun. Yeah, um, yeah, it was that was super nuts, man. Um, the com- the weirdest place I've ever been in my life. What what was that about? Do you, any any crazy shit that went down? No, or? I mean it's like I think I went with the same like sort of preconceived notion that everyone goes with that it's just this like a playground playground for the incredibly rich yeah. or whatever, and it is to a degree, but it's mostly just like Vegas. Uh-huh. It's sort of just it's like Vegas without gambling and without drugs. Um, okay, they have alcohol. They have alcohol. Okay, um, but there's like all these rules about alcohol, like because it's a you know. Uh, officially a Muslim country. Yeah. Um, 
we're working on yeah, the, we door the door here. Okay, the door we got stuff. it. We got Officially it. a Muslim country, so like they have these rules about alcohol. So you can't. Um, but it's mad secular, though. Yeah, I mean it's or somewhat, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's still like uh, you were in the Middle East, but it's the least Middle Eastern country in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, and so like yeah, you can drink and like you can be drunk in public. You can't just like. But if you get like if you're being an asshole when you're drunk in public, you can get in a lot of trouble. There is like zero drugs. Okay. Um, like talking to all my tried. Ex, ex, well, I was talking to my expat friends and like you know Brock like smokes weed or whatever, and they were like, yeah, it is just not. It's not just difficult to get. It is impossible uh-huh. to get. And you would hear them talk all of the expats that live there. They would be like, oh, Bahrain, Bahrain has weed. Like, <laughs> just like it was this like mythical thing, you know. And the thing that was the most surprising to me about that place, I went in with this whole like notion. And and it is that to a degree, like to a great degree, like the the biggest mall in the world is there, and it's the most insane. Like I live like in Minneapolis, and I live near the Mall yeah, of America, mall. which at the time was the biggest mall in the world, and at the time was the biggest mall in America, and it looks like quaint, yeah, compared to what's they going have, on like, in Dubai. They have like skiing in the mall, right? Yeah. So there's the second big, the biggest mall in the world is in Dubai, and the second biggest oh, mall in the world. They the did, second biggest mall. They didn't mall. just outdo us. They outdid us twice. <laughs> yeah, they just like put buffers in there. Yeah. And then the tallest building is on top of the biggest mall in the okay. world. Um, we went there for like four days, and there's this like, um, we didn't know what we were getting into like at all, like really. And so the thing that like I didn't realize is you, in order to support this like uh, system of like nonstop party um, and like decadence, you have to have all these like people that are doing the jobs. Like, right. you have, of course, like, you know, people that are building buildings and kind of, you know, low labor work or whatever. And then you have, like, you know, service industry people that are waiting tables and all this stuff. But then you also have, like, the people that are running the marketing departments of all these things and, like, the people that are running, like, telecom companies and magazines to advertise all of this. And all of those people are from somewhere else. The, the United Arab Emirates is, like, 17% is native Emirati, and then everyone else is expats. Are they rich, the native Emirati? No, not all of them. Okay. Some are supremely poor, um, and some are super, super wealthy. Okay. Um, and there's a weird, like, um, uh, sort of caste system that goes on within that, too. That like Within I, the, the people from there? Emirati versus expat, oh, and then okay. within the Emirati, like, sort of, like, system. Um, but... The, the thing that was really amazing we so like you can't um, there's no freestanding bars anywhere it's all bars built into hotels okay and that's like sort of the loophole around the liquor law is that they can't be like just a bar right you build a hotel and you attach a bar to it and so like there's like the, they have the big like uh, Formula 1 track in Abu Dhabi um, and it's not technically a Formula 1 track technically it's a hotel with a bar and a Formula One track around it so they can sell alcohol at the Formula One track. Weird. Yeah, so there's all these like, like, kind of weird loopholes. And so in the same sense, too, that you're always drinking at like hotel bars, so it feels very much like Vegas in that sense, too. Uh-huh. The thing that's really funny is that like, um, you go like you go to a bar and it's just like, it's like um, the United Nations meeting. And it's okay. hilarious. Like when we were on the beach, we went and swam in the Persian Gulf. And we're on the beach and like, you could see, like, these pockets, like, there's this Mexican family, like, having, like, a traditional, like, what you picture when you're, like, on the beach in, like, Southern California, you see a Mexican family with, like, a barbecue grill, like, they're doing salted, the exact... Salted mango. Yeah, doing the exact same yeah. thing that, like, Mexican family do, and then, like, just a little bit down the ways, you'll see, like, a Sri Lankan family doing the exact same thing, and then a little bit down the way, you see a bunch of Brits, and you're, like, and they're all, like, like, it's, like, they're all, like, living the stereotype of that culture on right. the beach, you know, and it was, like, it's insane. But what was really interesting is we we played in this hotel, we played in like a Hotel Ibis, which you know, like it's like, like a Holiday yeah. Inn or whatever. They have a bar, like a fake Mexican restaurant with a th- stage in it. And we played there and basically... So they can sell alcohol. So they can sell alcohol. And so, this, there's a group of like expats and one Emirati, like uh, two Brits, a Kiwi and an uh, Emirati that are just like, um, it's like all the, no one comes and plays there. And when they do, they're either like EDM DJs or like share, you know? Okay. And so... There's all these people that have come from all over that are, like, into punk music or indie rock or, like, kind of, like, any sort of alternative culture, but they're just there because it's a great gig. Uh-huh. Like, everyone is there because they can make more money there than where they are at home. So, like, even the people that are building, you know, you know, you hear all these sort of, um, 
the terrible stories of like migrant workers that are coming from like the stands and Western China and whatever and, and to you know build these buildings and you know and they're like sleeping on the grounds and really you know a pretty rough existence and then but at the same time you have like Sri Lankan and Bangladeshi that are like driving trucks then you have um, you know you know middle caste Indians and Eastern Europeans that are like waiting tables and then you have like Brits and Canadians and um, Americans and Australians that are like running the offices and management and middle management and they're all there because it's this like it's like a gold rush it feels like okay. um, it feels almost like New York City like um, industrial revolution or something okay yeah like everyone is there and, and we spent like the same we ended up like hanging out with everyone like the staff at the hotel so we were like hanging out at everyone sort of every class level and I'm just like curious dude and talking to everyone about it but you're working too you're part of the cast system yeah absolutely way, absolutely know? and I'm there because it's it was a good gig yeah and like and everyone had the same thing like everyone spoke about it like so glowingly like everyone felt like man I'm so happy to be here because yeah. like even like the Brits that are like Londoners they're like man I work here for 10 years I'll be able to buy a house in London which I could never because do. Because the the currency's better there. They make you get paid way more. There's no income tax, okay. and um, the exchange rate is good. And okay, but then like, and I'm talking to the guy that was a bar back, who's like Sri Lanka, and he's like, yeah, no, all my kids are going to college now because of this. Like, you know, all of these people have this like sort of like land of opportunity, like glow in their eyes, and that would like change the way that I perceived the whole thing, because that became the thing that was so much more interesting to me than the decadence. The decadence right. is just like sort of. It just felt like who, Vegas. Who are the patrons? Who like who's who's vacation? So there? it's a lot of people, um, other people from the Middle East. Yeah. Um, like I'm, you know, uh, uh, particularly you get people from I would imagine Israel going there, um, but then also people from Eastern Europe, Central Europe, because um, you can direct flight from Moscow, direct flight. From flight from Prague so there's a lot of like Russian and Eastern European tourists okay. and then Europeans as well too it's like it's still like it's not expensive to right. go there if you go to certain there's the levels of it. just like Vegas like you can go there and ball out of control but you can also go there and like book a package and go right. there you know it's like their Cabo or something or like yeah sort of to a degree and so like there's a it's more like it's like their Vegas like people go yeah. there on yeah, some yeah. like Vegas shit right um but without drugs. Like, that's the really funny thing, being at, like, a dance party, like a hip beach dance club, and just thinking, like, none of you motherfuckers are on cocaine. Huh? Right, Like, right. why are you guys doing this? this right, is terrible. Right. They've seen it like that on TV. Yeah, right, exactly. There's a lot of sort of, like, pretending. Like, they're right. all like, yeah, it was super weird. Um, yeah, that, and that, um, the other thing, too, is it's, like, um, it's a police state, like, effectively. Okay. Like, you can just be locked up for whatever the fuck they want. And, but, what was really interesting, like, the difference between, like, I went to China. My brother used to live in China, and I went to China in 2006. Is that your brother outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks exactly like him. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, younger brother, Jack. He lived in China um, off and on for several years, and I went and visited him in 2006. And the difference between, like, China, at least then, um, and Dubai, was that, like, when people in China were going to, like, talk about politics, they would, like, look, look over their shoulders, like, take you into a corner, and then, like, ask you questions or, like, want to vent about the Chinese government and like whereas in Dubai we're just like at a restaurant people were just talking openly about their feelings about the sheikh and it was like really interesting to hear all of, everyone sort of said the same thing and these are all people like to us like but if they can get locked up why weren't they worried about it because it's not like they, they, they don't there is a potential like what all of them said is like yes they can lock you up for anything if they really want to but they don't really ever do it okay. very often but well, they if, want to keep the money flowing. They don't yeah, want tourists to think that. You know. And the thing, and they say the thing that's more common than anything is they'll just deport you. Okay. And this is like the biggest. It's way worse than going to prison because then you have to go back to your shitty fucking wherever you were, right. struggling to get by. And so as a result, the crime is like nil there. Okay. They're saying like you can leave it's like Singapore. Yeah, straight up. You like they're like you just leave your phone anywhere and it will stay there forever. No one will touch it. And like all the women were saying like all the British women were saying like I feel I'm. it's safer for me to walk alone anywhere in the Emirates than it is for me to walk in you know tons of places in London because right. like they said not only is you know, will you be um, one of the big differences between that country and a lot of other Middle Eastern countries is that they actually do um, they have laws protecting women and they do enforce those laws protecting women 
Um, and so, like, if you file a complaint again, no one will fuck with you because if you file a complaint, the government will go after that guy. Um, yeah, and so it was a really interesting experience to hear, like, people living in a police state, you know, and but speaking about it sort of in this, like, yeah, but it's not so it bad. It sort of works. Yeah, it's not so bad. Like, in this sort of, like, and, the, and this is the thing that, like, has been a really interesting... Um, it works on the fear, in a way, or on the... Yeah. You know, it's it's a hard thing to say, and, like, it's a really kind of, like, controversial thing to talk about, particularly in America, where, like, um, you know, we uh, we all think that we democracy... Want we want yeah. democracy. We want yeah. freedom. This is a thing that is, like, um, it is not just our our goal, it's our mythology, it's our aspiration, and it's what we want to... We feel like it's a gift that we have developed as a country that we should give unto the world, both right. either by force or by, like, influence. And the idea that, like... Someone said a really interesting thing to me is they were just like, you know, yeah, it's, you know, it's a police state, it's a kingdom, you know, it's an old, like, style kingdom, um, but for this culture it works. Yeah. And this idea that was really, like, kind of mind-blowing to me is the idea that, like, you know, maybe democracy's not for everybody. Not for everybody. You, not can't, for everybody. you can't force our style on everybody. Yeah. Well, it's, it's true in a way. I mean, I look... Yeah, there are drawbacks to either way. Like we're we're so, I mean, well, I was gonna say we're so capitalism driven, but I, I, you know, you know, Dubai, Arab Emirates is pretty damn capitalist. For sure, for so, sure. Um, I can't, you know, I don't know. I, there there are drawbacks and there are positives to many different styles. I think you know. I mean, I think definitely, of course, some of those European socialist-style governments work really well. They're great, you know? and they're also, like, again, like, it's really easy for everyone, like, when Bernie Sanders was going, everyone was, like, super hyped, and he was like, yeah. I want to base it off of Denmark, and, like, yeah, it's all well and good, but Denmark's really easy to do, because it's basically... A, all effect, the people are the same. Effectively a monoculture right. of, like, you know, what, two million people or whatever, you right. know, and even then, like, on the side, like, it's this monoculture with this, like, horrible undercurrent of nationalism and right. racism and xenophobia. Like, that's been, I think, that was a real, a continued sort of, like, a lesson that I feel like I'm continually learning everywhere I go that, like, oh, yeah, this, like, it's really, it's really easy to, like, sort of think that you can just extrapolate that and slap that onto America right. and everything's going to be fine. Right, and just like you can't slap America's values on elsewhere, you ex- can't slap elsewhere onto America. Exactly, exactly. And that's a real interesting thing to, like, constantly be reminded of. And even sort of within America... It's a real difficult thing to think that you can just take like what's working in Seattle and right. slap it on Alabama. This goes back to the beginning of our conversation. It's a big fucking country. It's a big fucking country. And like there, it's the you know opposite of monoculture. You know, it's it's it yeah. is poly as poly as you can get. Uh, yeah, so. I love explaining to Europeans about Texas because you know Brock, my manager's from Texas, and I lived in Texas, and that's where I met him. And they're just like they think of Texas as like a the, as fucking Mars, right? You know, and they probably just think of George W. Bush. Absolutely, yeah. And the idea that and then when I explain to them how that it takes, you know, if you were to drive from the corner in Texarkana to El Paso in the other corner, and it takes like probably eighteen twenty hours nonstop, right. it just blows their it's goddamn the mind. Europe. Yeah, it just blows Europe. their mind, and they're like, yeah, it's a real different place. I mean, yes, there are Texas elements that kind of run through everything. But in each, just in Texas alone, it's a real different place. Right. And same thing with Florida. It's like right. these are big states. And these are just states. Yeah, Miami is the opposite of Pensacola or yeah, whatever. Jacksonville, yeah, totally. Or Jacksonville, yeah, 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 totally for sure. And yeah, that's a real like um, that's a, I think a real eye opener for for a lot of people. And in the same way that it's been a real eye opener for me as well. Too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have that to an extent in Europe. You know, you have like Paris, and then you have. Non-Paris in front, you know, like the yeah. provincial areas. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, the provincial areas. So, but that's more like city and non-city, I guess. Well, and they're yeah. finally, I think they're, they're sort of getting a taste of that with everything that's happening to you right now. Like, I mean, like... All the, all the dark shit, you mean? Yeah, and yeah. just the sort of, the, the severe cultural separation that's going yeah. on between, you know, each country. And like... Yeah. And there's the, it, the, it's the EU starting to get kind of stretched really thin and pulled apart of the seams in a lot of ways and I think they're starting to really realize like holy Christ yeah. like why can't we get Bulgaria to feel the same way that Denmark does right. you know like and that's a, that's a really I mean, complicated thing even more so there I mean we, we're a young ass country yeah. and like you know if you think of okay states here as, as countries there like yeah. you know they're not as established here there it's like you had these separate you know uh uh 
what do you call it? Empire. Not empire. Empires. Well, they were I guess empires, empires yeah. to an extent. Up until very recently. I was, was going to say kingdoms. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you had these separate kingdoms that developed their own culture. Like you said, the, the Danes are the fucking Danes, you know? Yeah. And then, like, the whatever. The, the French are certainly the French. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, everybody has their own thing that they want to maintain. And, and it is it is probably harder to stitch that together how they did. You think you think the, the, the EU is coming apart at the seams? I hope not. Yeah. I mean, I mean I hope you know, not. England's gone, you know. Yeah, no, I hope not. I mean, for the longest time... Are, I hope not for just for touring. For touring, sake. straight up, just for <laughs> my own selfish reasons. I talked to, like, all of my old, like, European friends, like, yeah. old punk friends or whatever, and they are like, yeah, you can't imagine having to tour and have uh, 25 different currencies in your van. Dude, yeah. I remember. I God. mean, when I first oh, started right. touring, yeah. when I first started touring, I think, I can't remember if there was a Euro or not. But definitely, a lot of the countries did not have it yeah, that, that yeah. are in it now. Yeah, if there was, yeah, it was. Yeah, you probably been right on the border of the time of the. It was right on the border. Yeah. It was just about happening. This is like yeah, the two thousand. Having to go through customs every goddamn time you cross the country. Fuck you. Right, no way, right, man. Right, that'd be insane. Absolutely, yeah. Ugh, get out of here. Yeah, no, just for selfish reasons alone. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, for the longest time, I didn't really pay attention to American politics because I thought. Um, what was going on in Europe was much more pressing. Like, what was going on with, like, Russia and Russia's, like, increased strength, like, it's strengthening of itself, and then just, like, kind of the rise of, like, the nationalist movements in Europe has been going on for 10, 15 years in, like, small pockets and in odd places like the Netherlands and Denmark and, you know, and I was, like, kind of, like, singularly focused on that. Um, and now... But what can you do? about that shit you just gotta watch no I was just watching I'm just like <laughs> yeah. more like curious than anything and then like but now but saying. now but now it's like it's now we're dealing with it here as well too and that was the sort of thing it was just like it felt like it snuck up on us like a fucking boogeyman like it was just like I, I mean was, it's always been under the surface though. That's yeah. it only takes one creep like a Trump yeah. to come out and, and, and start bringing people into the light because there's always people that have those sentiments I was listening to the um, do you ever listen to On the Media Oh, I don't think so. It's great. WNYC, it's a radio show, okay. and it's just about um, the media's coverage of things. And it, it's a great podcast. I got turned on to the Western Friends, and it's, I'm super obsessed with it. It's a really great way to look at what's going on with politics in, in the moment. Um, and they had an episode, this most recent episode, they interviewed um, that guy, I was thinking I'm fucking up his name, Tanisi Coates. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I... The writer. Yeah, I think I... Ten, 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 Tanahashi. Yeah. Something like that. I think it's Tanisi. I, so, really, I don't know. I apologize if it's not your name. I'm really sorry. Really talented writer. He's the... Uh, one of the editors of Vogue, I think. Or no, uh, Har- Harper's? Harper's. I don't know. Either way. Everyone knows. Really ta- super talented writer. Yeah. And they're interviewing him and they were talk- talking about the... Because Hillary got in all that trouble for saying the thing about like um, half of all of the Trump supporters are like... Should be put in a basket of... Right. Um... What did she call? I don't know, like some unmentionables or undesirables. Basically, just yeah. insulting, calling them all like terrible people, deplorables, a basket of deplorables. And he was talking I like about that. That's such it's, a good. It's, <laughs> such a, it's a great line. It's really funny um, from a woman that is not funny. No. And they were talking about how like um, she, she's constantly criticized in the press for not being candid, and in a moment of candor, she's now being like destroyed right. for, for it. Um, it's because it's not expected. It's not. It's not normal in her character. Yeah, you set the tone, man. Like yeah, yeah no, yeah. like yeah. If you're just like a party rock band and you put out a ballad album, everyone right. freaks the fuck out. It's confusing. Um, and by no means am I a Hillary Clinton fan at all. I just find her loathsome. But uh, the the point that uh, Mr. Coates was making. Tanahashi. I think it's Tanahashi. Would you say Tanisi? Tanisi. I'm putting all my money on Tanisi Coates. Um But anyway, the point that he was making was he was talking about um, this sort of double standard that's put on her, but then also he did a bunch of research into, like, um, what are the actual percentage polling numbers of people that do are voting for Trump and their feelings about, like, racial issues. Okay. And, like, one of the questions was, like, do you feel that black people are lazier than other cultures? And it's something was, like, 60% of Trump supporters or 50% of Trump supporters a, a, lot, a shocking amount it's yeah. just like a really like an upsetting amount yeah but the sort of like like uh, punchline to the whole thing is he said but at the same time um, if you ask the same question to Hillary Clinton supporters 30% of them 
felt the same way. Ugh. And so he's like, the real question that's all going on in this is not necessarily like, we shouldn't be surprised by the Trump supporters doing this. We should be asking Hillary Clinton, like, does she know this about her supporters? And that's a really, like you're saying, like this thing was, this undercurrent was always there. Like that was like, man, what a shocking stat I'm to hear. I'm just surprised that either of them have supporters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Completely, completely mind-blowing. That's I mean, thing. look, I'm going to vote for Hillary but I mean nuts, I would never call myself a supporter no no and that's the thing that's sort of so amazing about it is that like Trump is basically the least likable candidate least yeah. liked candidate in the history of um, presidential elections since we started tracking that sort of thing and Hillary Clinton is still managing to not beat him right now like just she's, eking it out she's, she's hated by a lot of people and she's letting and she's continuing to do things that just like make people dislike her yeah. more she's like just that bad at it she's just not you know the thing is about her I think she's smart and I think she'll, Absolutely. she'll actually do a good job running the country and she'll be just as crooked as every fucking president <laughs> yes, has ever exactly. been yeah. but but like she just doesn't have the personality, like she's just kind of stiff, and she's just not totally, yeah, you know, and and you know, and she got caught saying things that you know that other presidents have, you know, said like if you listen to the tapes of of uh, who Ford or whatever, yeah, like he was fucking just terrible. Oh, LBJ, LBJ is the or best. is that is that the one LBJ, we want to think about? LBJ is just like the most racist shit, but he did good things. Yeah, yeah you know he's what I mean? like. Push the civil rights movement exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, so. no, it's super complicated. I mean, it's and it's all super complicated. Yeah. And I, I understand that and appreciate that, and I'm really like super disheartened by the whole thing. Like Obama, I <sighs> see. I'm not, I'm not saying he yeah. did that much, but no. he tried a little bit. He tried. Yeah, I mean, he I'm, did do health care, man. He did. He started it. He did. He no, he did. It. He did for sure. No, and like I, um, I, I, I'm not a fan of. I'm, I'm saying the thing is like I'm a, I'm a big fan of American history. I'm a big fan yeah. of the of presidential history. I, I learn a lot about it. I really like it. Made fucking. Who do you like? Who's the shit? So I tend to like. I have stopped liking. I like Jefferson on his principles, um, but I like a lot of other people just because they're like from a historical standpoint, like. I think Andrew Jackson is one of the most fascinating presidents in the history of America. He's a fucking monster who committed genocide, but he's also, like, um, a populist. He was, like, the people's champ. Okay. Like, he got elected did not on dissimilar things that, like, Trump is running on. Like, okay. he was speaking for, uh, like, he was basically the inventor of populism. So he was, like, the mouth for the poor and the mouth for, like, the un, like the unrecognized whites. Um, um, but, like, also, like, sort of, and, like, when he as part of like a great show of populism when he got elected in the presidential office for his inauguration, he opened the White House to the public. Oh, shit. Anybody could come and party. Can't do that now. No, totally. <laughs> and they like dest- they destroyed the White House. Yeah. They threw a giant wheel of cheese through a window. Like, oh, it was man. fucking mayhem. Um, there's all these, like, yeah, he was um, a real famous uh, duelist. He was like the best, one of the best duelists in the state of Tennessee. Is that like what? what like when t- you ten paces turn and fire. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently, because he had to duel all the time, because apparently his wife. So he killed mass people. Tons, yeah. So he, yeah, his wife apparently was a bit of um, either a flirt or a, a bit of a harlot or oh, just so a bit. He was of, always was, killing her suitors because people were always like disrespecting her publicly and like kind of calling her a slut publicly and so he was out of respect for his wife would have to defend her honor so he was always getting into these um duels and what he is the only president to serve in office with a bullet it's like still lodged in his body there's a really good story about he was dueling this one guy who was another really great duelist and he had heard this like back when men used to wear um like high buttoned jackets like jackets not just like you know two button blazer style but like like three or four buttons would go all the way up to the neck and he said that the guy would always aim for the second button, which is like kind of like right around your diaphragm, right between your lungs, in the middle of your heart. And so before the the night before the duel, he had his tailor lower, I think lower all of the buttons. Oh so the second God. button would be like right in the stomach, and basically the guy turned and he just like took the shot in the gut and then capped the dude in the head. Oh my God! Just being like, yeah, just like I'm not going to be able to beat this guy straight and narrow, so I'm just going to take a bullet in the gut, which I could probably survive, and then shoot the guy. But they never got it out. No, they, so that one removed. He had a, he's, uh, it's a couple other times where he got hit. One of them, another one that like, he got removed like months and months later after it happened. 
and he put it in an envelope and mailed it back to the guy with a note that said, I believe this belongs to you. Oh, my God. But and neither it, of them got killed on that No, note. no, yeah. Because it's like, the other thing too is that there's tiny little, you know, lead... 22. Yeah, tiny little bull, bullshit little lead right. balls, you know, so it's not like a... It's not like a fucking giant, you know, AR-15 or whatever right, the fuck. Right. Um, and they're 10... They're Well, at probably 20 paces apart if you count 10 and 10. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, 10 paces turn to 5, so 20 paces with a little lead ball. It's like a big, uh, painful-ass BB. Right. Um... I'm not trying to be shot by that. No, really. But yeah, like, uh, so like, from getting back to it, um, I have this like romantic, I still have a romantic, like, Jeffersonian idea. You want ideal. a president to be a real character. Well, I want a president, I have a Jeffersonian, like, ideal of what America can be. And Jackson we have, had that hair. Dude, I have a tattoo to my arm, actually. I have Andrew Jackson's hair oh, tattooed on my yeah. arm. Um, and our country is like, no, I don't want to get into a super heavy political podcast or anything but we've just gotten so far away from just like the basic like life liberty and pursuit of happiness it sounds like you want to make America great again I, <laughs> just, I, all I need is a couple of red hats and some white thread yeah um, no it just it bums me out because I think that Trump is horrifying that's yeah. horrifying and this again like this is like I'm just yeah and I was really really charmed by Obama when he came into office and all of the escalation of surveillance under his office. Oh, he did some dark shit, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, the no escalation doubt. of, like, drone strikes is really upsetting to me. I get really very... But, but we don't know the whole shit. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, and I'm not yeah. saying... Yeah, yeah, Maybe, you know, you see some of those movies about, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, uh, I saw one recently with, like, Helen Mirren or something. <laughs> I in the Sky. Remember that? Yeah. And they killed that little girl. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, you had to decide, is that, you know, so maybe some of that... No, I know he killed a lot of innocent yeah, people yeah. just randomly, too. It seemed like. But we don't really know. And it's really easy for me to pretend like I know what a president should do. Right. And it's really easy. It's all very easy. I'm armchair quarterbacking the entire thing, and I understand that. And then we all are. I mean, there's very few of us that are not. And at the end of the day, I think... As much as we want to, like, most people are just like, I just like that guy. Like, that's, I just like that woman. That's how much. But that's, but that's how, honestly, that's how I feel about Obama is like, I, I, again, I think that he's probably pretty much as crooked as any president, you know, that you've, that we've had. To one extent or another, maybe not, you know, probably not as, as, as some of them. And probably not, you know, he's not as entrenched as Hillary. So maybe Hillary's more, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, the family and whatever. But. I don't know. He's a likable guy. Yeah. You know, he's like he's a, a guy that that you can have an intelligent conversation with, unlike a unlike a, a GW Bush. Well, see, by contrast but to that, I don't know about that either. Yeah, but this is that's also just, like this is also like that's the thing that's really interesting to me is that like it's um um like I grew up in the South and I was living in the South. I lived in Texas during George Bush's uh, presidency. I lived in Florida and like I worked sheet metal with a bunch of rednecks and like everyone. Those dudes all looked at George Bush as like, man, I like that guy. That's right, the kind of guy right. that I could hang out and have a beer with. And, like, right. I like that guy. And this is the thing that's really interesting, then having, like, lived in the South and then moved to Seattle and then lived in Minneapolis, which was a super liberal city, is, like, when I hear most people I know talk with the exception of a very small minority of my friends that are absurdly researched and yeah. not just well-read, but researched. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between, like, I just read Huffington Post and Harper's Weekly, you know, like, there's people, I have a small group of my friends that really re- research it. I am not one of them. What comes down to it, most no, people, yeah, no, I don't have that kind of fucking time. No. Um, and I don't have the passion for it. And I think, and I think politics, by and large, is trivial. Yeah. I mean, like, if you get down to, like, and I don't, I mean, you know, this is, like, whatever, but if you get down to, like, what are we doing on Earth? You know what are we what are we doing in the universe? Like, a why are we here? There's a certain like yeah. There's a certain like okay, the people that are like I mean, it's important. They're they're running like how we live, yep. right? But ultimately, I mean, the better way to go about things would be for us to be able to just not have any of that stuff and any of that structure. It's necessary. We need roads and bridges, right, and all these things. But. Um, I don't know. It, it ultimately, it's it's not what I think about when I think about deep shit or something. You know well, yeah, I mean? and there was a lot of like. Uh, it's funny. I used to be really like. Uh, I used to be like very like militantly political, um, and really angry about politics. And then actually like traveling to Europe, and like playing like all those like you know super nice squats and everything, and like talking to these people who have this sort of, like, um, a lot of them, you know, though they are very politically active, but it's more about, like, life as politic as opposed to, like, 
a lot of those people don't vote. Like a lot of there's this like sort of like yeah, that doesn't represent us at all. Right. That's not that has nothing to do with my life. And there's this sort of odd, odd idea of um, that seems sort of counterintuitive to be very political, but not be involved in the political system at all. And like the, all of those it's sort of libertarian in a yeah, way. Absolutely. And it's this weird like and it was like it's funny because those squats are like this weird mixture of like anarchy and communism right you know and where there's sort of like the you know you get so far left and you get so far right you sort of kind of meet again and but they're taking care of their friends they yes. live in their place with their buddies and they're and you know they if they're good people then they take care of each other yeah and they all a lot of those places too like take do things to take care of the neighborhood around them and it's yeah. just that sort of idea that like you're saying like what does it really mean to yeah. my life and 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 in the grand in the long scale picture like this is so insignificant like yeah. what you know you know what we're worrying about like it seems almost quaintly human like that yeah. we're so worried about the minutia of a minute by minute thing you know and it was a really like sort of liberating thing and uh, for me to see some of the most politically active people that I've ever met in my entire life have this sort of like um self like annexation out of their their own respective like large scale like political system and sort of like uh, operate in this like kind of independent like they know too much almost yeah and they just go like look cool I've seen it all and I go that doesn't those people don't represent us like they don't have any actual and if I choose to not and it's a little bit easier over there because a couple small things like squatters rights and things like that but ultimately like this belief that like if I choose to not have any interaction with those people those people have no power over me right and so I can just remove myself from that system entirely um it's I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, by all means. It's almost a, like politics and, and, and the way we like govern ourselves. It's a, it's like a product of. Do you know about the the brain and how it developed? I, I heard a podcast about this. Like the the back is like the almost like the, the reptilian brain. Mm-hmm. You know, it deals with like your yourself spatially. Yeah. Like bugs have that brain. You yeah. know what I mean? The the sort of middle part is like the monkey brain. Yeah. Which is which is the sort of social interactions. Yeah. Uh, group mentality stuff like that. Politics fits in there, and then the front is is where our real, you know, yeah. maybe the soul resides there, yeah. and, and and consciousness and, All and our language and yeah. poetry. Yeah. Um, so the politics almost remains in that in that sort of monkey brain, and but that said, it's almost an attempt, and I think we're still. I, I think of of history like this. We're still in 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 our infancy as a species, like. We're going we're gonna to go yeah. crazy places in the next 50, 60, 70, 100 years. Like, yeah. shit's going to get crazy with how things are accelerating. And, like, you know, politics and all that is a start of how we become one thing. How yeah. we become, how humans become one organism on the planet. You know what I mean? Um, you know, which starts with, you know, the landlord, you know, owning... The, and I'm talking like uh, like the fiefdom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're old England style, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. You know, owning the the area and the peasants around, and but you know him deciding how things are going to go. And now we have huge countries like the United States mm-hmm. or the EU or whatever. Um, eventually, we're going to all be connected via you know what the internet becomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. whatever that is, none of us really know what that's how that's going to go. Yeah. Whether it's VR space, like you know, some some kind of alternate whatever yeah. that that becomes the the human brain of planet Earth. Well, I think one of the things that's really um, two things. One, there's a really great book called Sapien that talks a lot about this. It's one of the be- better nonfiction books I've read in a while, and it's it's basically one of the biggest premises of the entire thing is that like what um, it's about. Um, us as a species, our ability to develop a mytho- to, to develop and believe in mythology, okay. um, to believe in things that are not true, like government, like money, um, like right. religion, and this is this significance that separates us from Ooh, things. Some real controversial things. Right? Yeah, but basically going on this like idea that we do these things to us to create an order in our lives. Right. We believe in a thing that is not true to create an order in our lives. We um, need it. Yeah, and we do. We do. And. That being, with all that being said, sort of like one of the things that like I had like kind of a, I got really dove deep into like science and scientific history in the last few years and like me too, this, man. This idea that like um, when you start to read about all that stuff, you start to really think about things on a long, long term scale. Yeah. And everything's sort of like our your individual, and it's sort of like that you know, 
Buddhist release of you know of of desire, this realization that like you're an insignificant speck of dust or whatever. Can't control much. Yeah, and it it's becomes like um, one of the things that's really uh, kind of struck me is that like we we always have this mentality of like um, particularly in America, it's an especially American mentality of like I can't believe we're still doing this um, racism, or I can't believe that people. We still let kidnappings happen or rapes still happen. I can't believe we as a society still allow this to happen or misogyny or whatever. Like, like we're the, we're the pinnacle. Right. Like we look at it like we, you're essentially saying like, I mean, we're basically as good as humans are ever going to get. How could we still be making mistakes? We're still at the beginning. Yeah, we're still like, we're still at the yeah. very beginning and it's really Kind of, we just came out from being apes. Yes, if you want to look at it like that it's in terms very of deep short. time history, and it's sort of like like the idea of like um, yes, we should not stop trying to progress. We should not rest on our laurels and like look at all we've done, but also like look at all we've done. Right. Um, there's a really great like uh, thing I read a while back about crime, about um, why isn't there more crime? Like, don't take a minute to stop and think about. Don't think about all the crime that's going on around you. Go out through your day and walk around and think of all of the things that you could steal and get away with it. Look at people on the street and think, like, oh, I could murder that person right now right. if I wanted to and get away with it. Like, think of all of the crimes you could commit all day and ask... That's like, a slippery slope right but there. But why isn't there more crime? Right, like, right. What is keeping us all from not just right. going there, fucking certain, bedlam? There's a certain order that, that, you know, you can say it's manufactured or it's the difference between, you know, humans and other animals or whatever you want to say, but... Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's... It is a commendable thing, yeah. I think. And I think by no means should any of this be used as like, a, we're doing great, let's all get trophies and orange slices or whatever. But well, like... We're doing pretty good. I but mean, we're, we're doing better than... We, right. We're doing how we are. We're in, doing how we are, exactly. In our, in, our, in our whatever age we are. Yes. Who knows how... I mean, humans may live another million years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. in turn, you know, they, they, or, or more. Yep. You know, we'll be, it'll be a different thing. They're going to be... God, I don't know what they're gonna be, but but you know what I'm saying. Like, I have cool shoes. They're gonna be real different. Yeah, very cool shoes. Yeah, real different than than now. So you know, they're gonna look back and and they are gonna think of us like backwards fucking yeah. idiots, just like we look back at everyone and think the same exactly. thing. And everyone thought at that point in time that they were like, "This is it. This we is think, it. We, we got it. Yeah, we're think we think we're the end. Yeah, we're we got it. Yeah, the yeah, electricity. We got it. Yeah, yeah, totally. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. Right. Every new thing you think like. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And there's, yeah, there's always something else. Absolutely. And it's ultimately made me, all of this that we've sort of been circling around has made me a much more uh, optimistic person about things and much, a, a little less stressed than I, than I used to be about society as a whole or world at large, which is a nice thing. It makes yeah. me, and it makes me a little, it, make, a lot, it makes me a little bit more laissez-faire about the upcoming elections I'll do like sort of are you gonna do, are you gonna vote for Hillary or are you gonna do it man I mean right I am torn between like a vote of conscience and yeah. like which I am I, I really I like Gary Johnson a lot okay um I'm pretty close to a libertarian and anarchist as that gets but like I'm you're also Minnesota too so you're, you're gonna be you don't really need yeah to. my vote is like an, I I'm used Ohio, to man. yeah I used to be Florida for a long time yeah. so my vote counted yeah. and so like my vote doesn't really count yeah. in Minnesota Hillary's taking that yeah Hillary's yeah. taking the state and so it's not that big of a deal but like yeah so I, I would probably vote Gary Johnson um because uh, I actually like Gary Johnson. Like yeah. I, I, I like him. I like the stuff that he says. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a nice balance. He's not super libertarian. He's not like trying to dis, disband the fire department or whatever the right. fuck you know. Um, I don't know too much about him, but I, I heard him on uh, some NPR show at some point. He seems cool. Yeah, he's a smart yeah. guy. I mean, and he's very. I mean, it's of a style of government. Like, and it's like, I mean, yeah, and like, while I, this is my, you know, my own personal like preference of government, like I also like. I love the German socialist system, like yeah. semi-socialist system. These are all great. These are all, they're all there's tons of good options, but like I there's just, no one right way. I think to I, govern. Yeah, and I I, I, I just like him, um, and yeah. he is a he seems like a smart guy. He's got an actual like working track record, but yeah. But my vote is not like as pressing as it once was living right. in Florida. Like right. now living in Minnesota, it's it's sort of like I'm now I'm just now I'm just picking out a t-shirt at this point. You know? Right. Right. Now. Well, cool. Look, I got to wrap in ten oh, yeah. minutes, man. Yeah. Good play your show, man. Unfortunately, but yeah. I mean, not unfortunately, yeah. but I'd love to keep talking. Good third time. Great, great catching up, man. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for being on there. Say bye to the folks. See you later, 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 folks.
Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's great to be back. It's great to be back. I, I, I have another one, I think, uh, coming out next week. And then, you know, we got the holidays coming up. You should be occupied with that, with the family and everything. And then uh, we, we will uh, resume hopefully shortly after. Look, I, I do want to say this. Don't forget, look at the date, the Y dates. If you're interested in coming to see my band, Y. Um, and if you don't know what that is, if, you, if you're a fan of the podcast, you don't know about my music stuff, you'll like it. I think if you like me on the podcast, you'll like the band. If you don't like me on the podcast, you still might like the band. If you like the band, you might not like the podcast. If you like the podcast, you might not like the band, but you probably will. If you like the band, you might like the podcast, but you might not. But you know who you are, uh, and you know what you like. And I'm not going to try to tell you what you should like. You're going to like whatever you like. Uh, but yeah, go please go check out those dates and don't hesitate. Just get your tickets. You know you live in in, uh, in Tulsa or whatever. I don't even know if we're playing in Tulsa, but I'm saying if if we were and if you did live there, just get your tickets now. Don't wait on it. Um, it's better for everybody, including yourself. So. Yeah, don't don't play yourself uh, about that, and don't uh, delay. So do that, and and I look forward to seeing you guys. I'm ready to get back out there, man. Jeez, I've been locked away under lock and key in the studio for like five years. It's time to get the hell out, right? Prance, see, be seen, all that. All right, y'all, take care. Keep wandering.
finesse Raised on bass and a one slick deck Learn my slang right down the block from where Rick Ross claimed that he pitched them rocks He went to Silver Fox for strippers, I'm at Sheik for lunch Fucking bumping kink, he's dipping in my old pickup Man, I never wrote or written for like three years plus But was freestyling very second that they stopped the bus uh, All my homies in the hallways, Douglas Anderson Battling each other all day, any chance we get It was there, I learned my sharp leg and my razor wit We're fucking Willis Billups on that beatbox, kid Like that.